SB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and inspired to help take our nation back. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hey, Herman. You play golf this weekend? Uh, You know, I did not. Too many kid things going on. How about you? I didn't play either. Had a couple of other little personal things. Thing, well, I guess that that's not entirely end. true. I did take out my youngest kid, and we hit some balls and played three holes. So, okay. I no. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, three holes, yeah. That, that, okay, we won't count that as a round. Exactly, that, but I did get but out But at there, least so. you got out dancing yeah. on the club a little. How, how young is your youngest? My youngest is six, and, of course, um, he would uh, play probably 36 a day if he could, yes. <laughs> so he likes tell, the game, huh? Something tells me he's going to be just like his dad. Yes, that is exactly. Great. A federal judge ordered the State Department to have Clinton confirm along with some of her other assistants, that they turn over all government records. Uh, this thing keeps going on, and it now looks as if they're going to defy the federal judge's order. Well, I, I know they've turned over, or at least they've told the court what they've done with uh, securing the uh, thumb drive that supposedly has all kinds of stuff on it. At uh, David Kendall, who is the Clinton family lawyer, has that. We haven't heard anything else about it. Uh, no, this story, the email story, just doesn't end. I mean, it... It's not bringing let's let's say it this way. It's not bringing her down, but it's this drip, drip, drip kind of thing that's just sort of out there. And remember, we get the release of the emails every month. We have these different uh, court things going on from time to time. Then we'll have her testimony. What October the twenty second? So right. that's coming up as well. So yeah, it's one of those things that it's it's like uh, you know the minor cold that won't go away, and it just sort of drags on you for a while. Again, I don't know that it's going to give the Republicans the magic bullet against her or anything like that. But uh, I'm sure they want to use it as much as they can to try to undermine her credibility and further sort of try to sink her in the polls. And frankly, that's what a, a lot of Democrats, I think, will argue when she finally arrives here for that hearing, is they'll characterize this as nothing but a GOP-led effort to try to attack her and undermine her uh, candidacy for president. Last week, uh, the Republican presidential debate, I know you're well aware of the fireworks between Donald Trump and Megyn Kelly. And it appears as if some of the other candidates took that brouhaha as an, an opportunity to also jump on him. Look, I do not condone the insensitive comments and things of this nature. But now they are willing to jump on thinking that it's going to be that silver bullet, as you say, that's going to bring him down. Yeah, I don't know that they're uh, I think more than anything, what we're seeing maybe is the first signs that Republicans feel like they can take on Trump. Uh, Rand Paul has been going after him especially hard in the last couple of days, arguing that Trump is that he's Rand Paul was on the stump in South Carolina saying to Tea Party conservatives this weekend, really? Really, you think that that Donald Trump is your answer? As Rand Paul's, uh, he put out a an op-ed today that uh, labeled Trump a fake conservative, saying you know Trump was a Democrat once, he was for 
uh, single-payer health care. He is for all these things and saying he's nothing more than a political chameleon. So I think with him stepping out, you've seen Scott Walker and uh, and others sort of starting to take some tentative steps as well. You know, the one thing that I, I would note, Herman, in the last couple of days, really the last couple of weeks, is Donald—and this is not meant as, as being critical of Donald Trump. It's who Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is about Donald Trump. Uh, you know, there has been no real substantive discussion of issues in recent days or weeks or anything like that by Trump. He's got his plan on the border, but really doesn't have details backing up anything else. And if you think about what was going on, you know, this weekend with everything, it was all about Trump, all about him, all about him going after others, all about him attacking, whether it was Eric Erickson or or Carly Fiorina. It was all about Trump on that level. I think a lot of people do like that. But I noted this weekend in all the the all the the, the contacts that I have with listeners and readers through social media and email that there were more this weekend who were saying, you know what, where's the substance? Smack talk is one thing, but where's the where's the stuff to back it up? And I just wonder if that's the next sort of stop that we're getting into here for the Republicans. The the feeling that they can jab at him a little more and that maybe, you know, the the Donald Trump all about Donald Trump, maybe that's wearing off a little. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to fall from the polls or anything like that anytime soon. No, but I, I do think that. The Republicans maybe are starting to look at him, uh, that he's got some holes that they can go after rather than just being scared of him. I would agree that they that the establishment does believe that now there may some maybe some areas of vulnerability in that regard uh, in terms of being able to go after him. But in terms of questions of substance, I go back to Thursday. They didn't ask any questions of substance in that first hour, in my opinion. They did finally get into some questions of substance to the candidates in the second hour, and then they had a hard time providing equal time to everybody. And so you don't hear anyone asking what are his substantive policies on certain things. For example, for example, in his 2011 book, he has a tax replacement plan. Has anybody asked about that? Has he volunteered it? So, you know, shame on him for not putting it out there front and center like he challenged the whole immigration thing. But he's got some of those things based upon his book. But he either, one, chooses not to put them on the table, and number two, some people in the media choose not to ask him about it. Well, I think, look, we can have a debate about uh, who asked what questions and how it was done. As I always say, I don't think there's ever a quote-unquote right answer. Uh, I think what the Fox News moderators were trying to do was challenge candidates and not just sort of say, so what do you think about immigration? So what do you think about health care? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, that would be a nice, easy uh, hanging curveball for anybody to hit. Uh, but in the end, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that anybody's too worried about whether Trump's fighting with Fox News or fighting with Megyn Kelly or anything about that. But there was a there was an AP story that went out today. It was funny because I was writing this and last night. Uh, when I got up early this morning, I saw this. The AP story headline today was Trump's policy approach a mystery amid lack of detail. That's the story that goes out to every single small newspaper all around the country, every single news organization. And I would think that now in the days ahead, a little stuff like that will get a little more traction. Because, I, I mean, I guess we can keep reporting on Trump swiping at people and trolling people on, on Twitter. I mean, he, he's been doing that again today. Uh, but that may get a little old in itself, and I think you'll see the Republican candidates, A, try to undermine him with the voters a bit by questioning his conservative credentials, which are obviously have some questions in them, and then B, starting to go after him more on policy. Uh, you know, we got another five weeks till the next debate. I don't expect to see Donald Trump fall out of the top uh, ten by any man, or even the top spot.
Right. But I sort of just get the feeling that the other Republicans have a different thought about him now in the aftermath of that first debate. Based upon your many years of expertise in this area, who do you see from that first debate not being on that stage the next time around, and who do you foresee might be up there? Well, I guess the only one that I can see moving up is Carly Fiorina, but then again, she's gotten a lot of uh, very good publicity in the last couple of months, but her numbers have not jumped. Now, I would expect maybe her numbers would jump a little, and certainly part of it is she has taken on Trump directly the last couple of days. If there's one person that I think will fall out, I sort of think it's Chris Christie right now. Uh, You know, he didn't, his debate performance was just sort of there. There was nothing wrong with it. He had a big exchange with Rand Paul, but I'm not sure that he's really done anything to uh, excite things nationally. Uh, but, um, you know, and I think the CNN debate is like the Fox debate. I think it's there's there's a pre-debate debate, and then you're going to have the top ten who will be on the stage. But we'll have to hear what CNN uh, fully decides as they move forward. That debate is September the 16th, so there's plenty of time for other things to pop up and other people to jump up. Trump, obviously, look, he's got himself... Uh, a, a, you know, he is Donald Trump. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon in terms nope. of how he does things. But again, I just sort of have this sense that uh, the other Republicans have a little, a little better kind of thought on how to deal with them, and they're not going to be as worried and as scared of their own shadow as maybe they've been over the last month. Well, I think Carly Fiorina indica- indicates or is evidence that if you have something substantive to say and you come across real well, you can propel yourself to the big stage, so to speak. But Well, you know, and as Trump said about her yesterday, yeah. he said if you listen to her for 10 minutes, you get a massive headache, and he said she's got no chance. Well, see, there again, Trump being Trump. See, here's the thing that quite honestly bothers me about Trump. It's always taking a personal swipe at somebody. And I think that ultimately that's going to turn too many people off. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like you say, you know... Um, well, Carly Fiorina's plans are just, they won't work. Or her idea on issue X isn't going to work. It's always, you know, this person's a loser, that person's a buffoon, they don't get it. Uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of people like that about Trump. I think that obviously it's one reason that pe- people are drawn to him, because they sense he's somebody different, and they don't like the PC talk and everything like that. They want somebody who's just going to tell it straight to your face. But... After a while, the the lack of issues, I think that can only go on for so long. And, uh, you know, that's uh, again, I'm not going to say that he's just going to collapse because he didn't get invited to Red State or something like that. But the, the Donald Trump show certainly, again, was about all that happened this weekend. And I think it's it is getting under the skin of the other Republicans who feel like they're out there doing a lot of work on the stump. And yet they're not getting as much attention, and all they're being, all they're getting is questions about of what do you think about Donald Trump? I think Marco Rubio said something this weekend to the effect of, "I'm just not going to re- react to everything that Trump says." And Scott Walker echoed that today as well. I think that's the smartest approach to take, in terms of that. But uh, well, I think that if the candidates are smart between now and September the 16th, that one, by the way, is being hosted by CNN, right? Yes, they would be smart to focus on pivoting to solutions solutions to solutions you know yep, that's what the people are asking for rather than all of this other stuff and rather than all of the brouhaha well we always say we want solutions but i think we like showmanship too yeah and and you know look trump is a showman and he certainly is he knows how to drive the uh conversation he knows how to and and you can tell by the reaction 
of the numbers, et cetera, for the debate that people were interested. I thought one of the most telling things came from Trump on Twitter over the weekend when he said something to the effect of, you know, I can't believe Fox News. I got them these great numbers and they didn't give me anything for it. And, you know, he's a, it's a very transactional nature about Trump in that he sees, you know, he's going to give you something. You better give him something in return. Dealing with the news media and politics, not sure you're going to get that, Herman. He's a New York businessman. Yes, he is. People seem to forget about that. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. Solutions should be our focus. Coming up, rapid fire on the Herman Cain Show.